Hi, it's David Chapine. Welcome to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show. Hope everyone's enjoying the start of October. Pretty fun month with football season in full swing. We're starting to figure out a little more about each of these NFL teams. And for the most part, it seems to have settled to around where many expected it would entering the season with teams like the 49ers, Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Lions. I thought for sure the Lions would be contenders, and they're looking excellent so far. And aside from the Bengals, are the team that's struggling that most expected would be among the league's best. Bye weeks begin this week. Four teams have an early week five bye. We'll hit them first real quick, and then we'll get to every matchup on the schedule starting tonight through Monday night. The Bucks are one of the teams on the bye, coming off a huge win at New Orleans. You could say Tampa is one of the surprise teams this season, now 3-1. and one. They haven't been highly effective running the ball, but they've given an effort there with Rashad White leading the way. Again, not huge production, but they're trying, and Baker Mayfield to take care of the ball. And that paired with Todd Bowles' defense, which is playing well, makes Tampa a team that can be competitive in the NFC South, leading the division now. And they've clearly got a playmaking defense, and they sort of run in trouble, I think, against, as it was shown a couple of weeks ago, probably the teams with the superior talent on offense when you throw in, including the offensive line, quarterback. But new offensive coordinator Dave Canales has definitely been a boost so far for the Bucks offense, which has helped the team overall, even as they navigate not having Tom Brady at quarterback anymore. The Browns are on their bye. Week four did not go well for them. Blown out by the Ravens at home. Deshaun Watson didn't play due to a shoulder injury. It was a bit odd. Head coach Kevin Stefanski, who I think is a bit mysterious about injury sometimes. He revealed that Watson was cleared before the game, but they didn't feel, or Watson, I guess he had said, didn't feel he could go. And then GM Andrew Berry the next day, I believe, said how they all felt Watson wasn't ready to go despite being cleared. So somewhat odd. Rookie quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson out of UCLA. I like him as a playmaker that can step off the bench as a backup quarterback and maybe make some plays, but the Ravens were pretty suffocating. Didn't give him much of a shot last week. And now they're on their bye, and they'll see if they get Watson healthy and build on a strong week three performance against the Titans. The Chargers are on their bye. They're 2-2 two and two now after two straight wins. They beat the Raiders. Again, they went for it late in the game. Brandon Staley did the same thing. Again, they, the offense didn't get it, fourth and one in their own territory. But the defense came up with a stop. Khalil Mack had six sacks against the Raiders. Rookie quarterback Aiden O'Connell in his first start for Vegas. He definitely held the ball too long, often, throughout the game. And I think the early bye comes at a good time for L.A. with Austin Eckler, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, all banged up and looking to get healthier. And then finally, the Seahawks. They're at 3-1 and one entering their bye. Dominated on Monday night against the Giants at MetLife Stadium. Rookie fifth overall pick, Devin Witherspoon. Had two sacks and a pick six, 97-yard pick six. He dealt with some injury throughout the summer, but he's showing what made him so exciting as a defensive back prospect coming out of Illinois this year. And in the win over the Giants, DK Metcalf had a really nice touchdown catch where he threw his arms up the last second to get it, didn't let the defender know that the ball was coming. And it looked a bit like what Tyler Lockett does often, throwing his hands up late to not give the defender 
an indication that the ball is coming. And the blend of veteran and young talent Seattle has is a good mix. They definitely seem to be right in that next tier of teams, maybe behind teams like the Niners and the Eagles in the NFC, but definitely off to a good start after the week one loss. All right, now we'll run through these matchups. 14 games this week on Thursday Night Football. Doesn't look great on paper. Bears face the Commanders. Chicago was up 28-7 to on Denver last week. Justin Fields threw four touchdowns. Still wasn't enough for a Bears team that is really just not much good, you can say, right now. Aside from, I guess, Fields having probably the best game of his career last week. And hopefully something he can build on after a slow start to the season. But guys, we're running wide open for the Bears with the Broncos struggling mightily on defense for most of the game. And I don't think that'll be the case tonight against Washington. These two teams played last season on Thursday night. It was a 12-7 win for the Commanders. Brian Robinson Jr. scored a touchdown. I believe it was the game winner, if I remember correctly. Carson Wentz was at quarterback for Washington then. So things a bit different. Eric Bieniemy now the offense coordinator. That side of the ball had a strong outing last week in their overtime loss to the Eagles. Sam Howell played probably his best game so far through a season plus in the league. Commanders now 2-2 two and two after a 2-0 and o start. I think they really need a win tonight against the winless Bears. We have another London game this week. 9.30 a.m. Eastern again. Jags stayed over in London. Now they'll face the Bills. Technically a home game for Buffalo. After the slow week one for Josh Allen and the Bills, they've been on fire. Josh Allen won AST Offensive Player of the Week for the second straight week. He's now done that five out of his 11 career games against the Dolphins, which is crazy. Sean McDermott's defense was excellent in the 48-20 win over Miami last week. And yeah, they're drubbing teams now. Won each of their past three games by at least 28 points. The Tredavis White Achilles injury from a couple of games ago, extremely unfortunate. Luckily, they've had guys step up. Greg Rousseau and Leonard Floyd look really good off the edge, and now Von Miller is set to make his season debut coming off the torn ACL from last Thanksgiving. The Bills are definitely a scary team, obviously. And they face a Jaguars team that the Bills' Josh Allen said the Jaguars' Josh Allen, their star pass rusher, is scary. He admitted giving him props to the media. This week, Allen had three sacks against the Falcons in London last Sunday. He had three sacks in week one against the Colts for six sacks this season. He can wreck the game off the edge. And he had whatever it was, the hat trick type thing. Interception, touchdown, forced fumble sack against Josh Allen a couple of seasons ago. So containing him, something to watch for Buffalo. And for the Jags, offensively, we'll see if they can maybe get something going somehow against one of the NFL's top defenses. Won't be easy, but they're at 2-2 two and two in an AFC South with all 2-2 two and two teams. The Texans, one of those teams, faced the Falcons this week. Atlanta also 2-2. Two and two. After their second straight loss, offense hasn't done much the past two games, six points and seven points. Quarterback Desmond Ritter struggled in London, threw a bad pick six, then threw another interception right after. People are calling for Taylor Heineke, who definitely, he's shown he has some magic to him when he steps into the game, but probably the right decision to stick with Ritter. He's 4-0 in his career at home. They play home this week. We'll see if they can get B. John Robinson going more for a huge breakout game like he could go for 150 rushing yards easily. It wasn't very watchable for 
people trying to see the actual game for kids. I'm sure they loved it. The Toy Story uh, stream type thing on Disney Plus during the London game last week, where it looked really cool with B. John running as a toy character. But the way they did that was pretty cool. For the Texans, they blew out the Steelers last week. Have now won two straight. Was probably the most surprising performance of week four to me. Steelers defense didn't really affect rookie quarterback CJ Stroud at all. Threw two more touchdowns. Admittedly, definitely didn't envision this type of rookie year from him. Although he could definitely throw it accurately. And was pro-ready and guys are playing well around him. Including Nico Collins, who's off to a hot start at receiver. Caught two more touchdowns last week. This might be a defensive battle. And we'll see if Stroud can continue avoiding mistakes. Facing a veteran defense, including AJ Terrell at corner. Who will probably be on Collins a lot. Jesse Bates at safety. Should be a tight matchup, I think. The Panthers face the Lions. Carolina 0-4. At the bottom of the league with Chicago. As the two winless teams. Word is they want to add a number one receiver. I guess a slow start to the career of second round rookie Jonathan Mingo at receiver. Panthers defense did play well last week in the loss to the Vikings. Helped them get off to an early lead. The offense still just stalled too much. Couldn't put together an all-around game. And I seem to say it every week. I hope it's not something that is the case throughout the rest of the season. But it doesn't seem like the Panthers are putting Bryce Young in an ideal position to start a career strong. It won't get easier facing a Lions team that can run the ball as well as anyone. David Montgomery scored three touchdowns last week, had 121 rushing yards, and Thursday night win over the Packers. Detroit defense looks more like they did in the second half last year, but even better. Look like a different group now. Aiden Hutchinson, I know the Lions are thrilled they got him at the second pick last spring, or two springs ago now. And the NFL, they changed their sports betting rules a little bit, making punishments less severe for betting on other sports at team facilities, going from six games to two games. So Lions receiver Jameson William, who has suspended six games, he had his suspension reduced to four, so he's back for them. One of the fastest players in the league, and his speed is going to be something that opens things up for the Lions offense even more with an underrated, superb quarterback in Jared Goff. An AFC South matchup, Titans face the Colts. For Indy, the big story right now is Jonathan Taylor. He's back at practice, practicing with the team right now. He talked to the media this morning. Didn't give an indication that he's committed to the Colts at all. Just talked about returning and getting 100% healthy. Didn't want to talk about the contract. It seems to me like he still might want to trade, but he probably will play for Indy if that doesn't come to be. But if that is the case and he does play, the thing we'll have to keep an eye on is if he does get banged up at all, he might be a bit hesitant looking for a new deal to play through some stuff. But it's exciting to think about the potential with Taylor joining that offense with Anthony Richardson at quarterback. The offensive line playing much better than last season. And they lost in overtime to the Rams last week, but Richardson led the team back, forced overtime, impressed just about everyone that watches them now at this point. I think a lot of the... Like the mainstream media, I guess, is sort of catching up to how talented he is as a thrower too, not just a freak athlete. He has wicked arm talent, which makes him such an upside guy. And Rams head coach Sean McVay talked about how impressed he is by Richardson, which isn't a surprise. 
this will probably be a tough battle against the Titans this week. Tennessee's been inconsistent up and down this year, alternating wins and losses. Derrick Henry threw a touchdown last week. I think it's been a few straight seasons, maybe three straight seasons of throwing a touchdown for him. Came in a win over the Bengals where the Tennessee defense totally shut down an offense that's been off. And again, that's a path for them, low-volume passing attack. Mike Rabel can get his defense to play well. And they're right there, obviously, right now in the AFC South. Giants face the Dolphins, 1-3 and three versus 3-1. and one. New York, it starts with the offensive line. Daniel Jones isn't playing well, but it starts there. He's under pressure almost every snap. Not having left tackle Andrew Thomas due to his hamstring injury is the biggest thing. And then on top of that, Saquon Barkley being out with his ankle issue. Looks like Barkley might have a shot to return this week. Probably 50-50 for now, and Thomas looks doubtful again. So tough task, 10.5-point underdogs at Miami. And I saw Michael Parsons said uh, on X, showing a video of Jones being under pressure after like a split second after the snap, and he said basically that Jones has no chance with the line playing like that, and he's definitely right. But I think they need to get Darren Waller more involved. On the pick six, Jones threw to Devin Witherspoon. He did look like he had him in the corner. Looked like Brian Dable might have showed him that. And a lot was riding on Waller being sort of their number one receiver. And that usage hasn't been there yet. For the Dolphins, I expect to bounce back after the loss to the Bills. Rookie running back Devin Achon has just been tremendous, averaging like 10 yards carry. Doesn't go down easy on first contact. Great contact balance and quickly becoming a star level player in that in Mike McDaniel's offense to go along with Hill, Waddle, to that quarterback. And for the Miami defense, we'll see if Jalen Phillips, their edge defender, can get back on the field against the Giants. Saints face the Patriots. Two offenses really struggling, and we'll see if one of them can get on track. Each defense is really strong. New England, unfortunately, dealing with injuries to Matthew Judon, star pass rusher, and potential defensive rookie of the year based off the first four weeks. Christian Gonzalez, with Gonzalez now out for the year with the shoulder injury. Judon is hoping to return. That's uncertain at this stage. But New England did acquire their former cornerback, J.C. Jackson, from the Charters. Just didn't work out for him with L.A., and I anticipate he'll get up to the speed quickly and should be a contributor in the defense. And despite the injuries, Bill Belichick, he is going to coach his defense exceptionally well. And they could still get on track if the offense can get some things figured out, especially on the offensive line with pass protection. After the worst loss in Belichick's career, 35-point loss to the Dallas last week, the Saints offense might be in an even worse spot. Their offensive line hasn't really played well either. And I think the stat line of Alan Kamara in his debut last week with Derek Carr did play through a shoulder injury when it was looking sort of unlikely that he would. He played, but they couldn't get much going against the Bucks. But the stat line for Kamara was 13 catches for 33 yards, which is mind-blowing. And that shows they're struggling to get much going down the field. I think the previous record I saw was 71 yards, was the low on 13 catches. So less than half that on 13 catches for Kamara last week. And a lot of throws behind the line of scrimmage for Carr. Ravens face the Steelers. Baltimore, again, they blew out the Browns. Now 3-1, Roquan Smith. He basically said they would do that heading into the game, and he backed up his talk, as John Harbaugh said after the game. 
the Browns came in with what looked like some could make a case for the best defense in the league. Lamar Jackson wasn't really having any of that, despite injuries to the team, including that receiver still. He almost did what he wanted with two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and certainly looking like sort of his MVP form, Heisman Trophy form right now for the Ravens and Todd Monk and offense. The Steelers, again, maybe the most surprising performance of Week 4. Their loss to the Texans. Defense couldn't really affect the rookie quarterback. But the issue for them as well, the offensive line, they can't establish the run the way they want to. Kenny Pickett was injured last week. Bone bruise in his knee. Looks like he's going to try to play through that, but we'll see if not. Metro Trubisky will have to step in as a starter. And again, yeah, the offensive lines across the league, them, New England, the Jets even, their struggles are leading to overall team struggles. I like how Najee Harris came out and defended the coaching staff, saying that the players need to execute. And it's it's easier for fans to just blame the offensive coordinator, whoever, when things are struggling. But yeah, players need to execute. And getting the ground game going will put the offense in more favorable positions. Now to the late afternoon games. Bengals face the Cardinals. Arizona lost 35-16 to the Niners last week. But I think the game was a little closer than that score indicates. Joshua Dobbs threw two touchdowns, performing really at a high level at quarterback through four games. After it looked like a questionable move by Arizona, trading for him shortly before the season, but it's worked out to this point. They're only 1-3, but they're competing, playing hard. This is an interesting one against a Bengals team that's struggling. Also 1-3, not themselves. T. Higgins might miss time now due to rib injury. Too much pressure maybe being put on the defense with the way the offense has struggled every single game, even in their win against the Rams. It was the defense that really drove that. So this sort of needs to be a get-right game for them facing a less talented team. But again, the Bengals are the sort of team, I think, that can sneak into the playoffs and then make a run if it comes to that. The Eagles face the Rams. Philadelphia at 4-0, but the defense, they were kind of lit up last week by the Commanders. Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown were clutch. Brown had, I think, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Smith had another huge catch down the field on a high-point ball. Similar to last season, he made a catch that looked just like it, really, against Washington. And now I'm interested to see how the defense fares against Sean McVay this week. It's in L.A. Rams expected to get Cooper Cup back from his hamstring issue. He was on IR. Looks like he should be good to go. And he joins Puka Nakua, rookie receiver, called his first career touchdown game winner against the Colts last week. I'm intrigued to see how that offense works out with Cup now thrown into the mix given the connection Nakua's had with Matthew Stafford at this point. And I think this is probably about what the Rams were hoping for when they put Cup on IR, if they can be at around 2-2 two and two as sort of a worst-case scenario. 3-1 and one would have been nice, but 2-2, two and two, not bad. And now they'll see what they can do with Cup likely back in the mix. The Jets face the Broncos. We talked about it, I believe, in the opening show. I'm sure you've heard about it. The Sean Payton comments about the Broncos last season under Nathaniel Hackett. They said they would do the opposite of what Hackett did and that coaching staff did. Almost unprecedented criticism from a head coach against another coach like that. Peyton admitted he had his media hat still on when he did that, but it hasn't been good for Denver. It's been even worse than last season. The defense has really been atrocious against the Bears last week. Guys were open by like literally at least five yards, it seemed like, every play. 
sometimes 10 to 15 yards. And that was against the Bears, not like they're lighting it up this season. They did tighten up, though. They released Randy Gregory. So they signed to a big contract in 2022 offseason. They're trying things, trying to make things work. Especially on defense. Offense has been pretty much fine. But the defense, they can only go up from here. And we'll see, again, after tightening up against the Bears, ultimately getting a win. If that can build some momentum on that side of the ball. But they'll face a Jets team that I, I would think is highly determined to play extremely hard, not only being at 1-3, and three, feeling upset about how last Sunday night ended with many blaming the refs on how that turned out, but I think sticking up for Hackett a bit, wanting to perform well on offense, wanting to blow out the Broncos, I think we'll see an inspired game from the Jets. And now Brees Hall, star running back, head coach Robert Salas said that he has no more restrictions. And another story there, the Broncos are the team that Hall tore his ACL against last season, cutting short his tremendous rookie year. So definitely a lot of motivation on the Jets' side, and we'll see if the Broncos can come with the same energy. Also for New York, I want to talk about how well Zach Wilson played in the loss to the Chiefs last Sunday night. I saw a few comments, even Mike Tirico actually, who does a fantastic job, but he said how Wilson was, I don't remember the exact words, but basically how Wilson's playing like pretty well. I think that's off. I think he played more than pretty well. I think he played an outstanding game since about sometime in the second quarter on. He was getting the ball out, pass over pinpoint, back shoulder throw down the sideline, fit in the touchdown to Lazard accurately. And Chris Collinsworth was a little more enthusiastic about the outing, saying how he looked like the Zach Wilson BYU. And I had said that uh, like 10 seconds earlier. It, it, that's what it looked like, really. Looked way more comfortable, and we'll see if he can build on that moving forward. And as Salas said, the Jets are going to win a lot of games if Zach plays like that. The Chiefs face the Vikings. Again, KC escaped against the Jets last week. Isaiah Pacheco starred over 100 rushing yards, touchdown. And Mahomes made plays with his legs when he had to, which he typically does in big moments. It's clear the receiving group is a work in progress, but Mahomes is, I think, to their benefit for their confidence is shouldering the responsibility and saying that he needs to play better. Obviously, he struggled a bit last week against the Jets. They can make the best quarterbacks look almost bad at times, as they did to him last week and Josh Allen in week one. But facing an aggressive Vikings defense this week could be a spot for Mahomes and the receivers to get on track if they can hit it on a deep ball. Maybe the Marquez Valdez scaling. The blitzes that come could maybe lead to Rasheed Rice having a catch-and-run opportunity, rookie receiver. Kadir's tuning can get going more. And we'll see if Justin Ross eventually gets more playing time, which I know fans are clamoring for, with Sky Moore not really producing much with his time in the lineup. Last week, Harrison Smith stepped up in a major way for the Vikings defense, had three sacks, including a forced fumble, return for a touchdown, 14 tackles. And they needed that type of outing from the defense. And we'll see if maybe that sparks the unit to get going, play more consistently, and that would be nice to complement a run game that got going a little bit also last week with Alexander Matson and Cam Akers in his team debut running the ball well, while Justin Jefferson caught two touchdowns. On Sunday night, one of the best Sunday night games of the year, one of the games of the year in general, two top NFC teams, the Cowboys and the Niners. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones called the Niners the likely Super Bowl team right now and said it's a good measuring stick for his team. 
that said, again, the Cowboys handed Belichick his worst loss ever last week. Defense, I think, was definitely angry about their loss to the Cardinals, the way they played. They scored two more touchdowns. Leighton Vander Esch, uh, scoop and score on a fumble. Pick six by Deron Bland. We had a few uh, pick sixes last week around the league. And the off the line getting healthier for the Cowboys certainly helped last week, bouncing back from their loss. For San Fran, Brock Purdy, it was maybe overshadowed how well he played last week with Christian McCaffrey scoring four touchdowns. McCaffrey right now, I mean, there's Josh Allen. Since week one, he's been lights out. But McCaffrey might be the MVP favorite through about a quarter of the season. Doesn't come off the field. And while everyone else in the Niners offense, it can be a week-to-week thing for production. McCaffrey is sort of the engine that makes everything go, along with Purdy. And I like that Kyle Shanahan has basically not been afraid to say how good Purdy is at a quarterback with much of the media. I think they don't even watch. They just like talk and I don't know. They don't seem to watch and realize that Purdy's played excellent early in his career, puts the ball on the money, and is not just a product of Shanahan's offense. To conclude the week on Monday Night Football, the Packers face the Raiders. Devontae Adams hosting his former team. He wanted to play in Vegas, closer to family, and the Packers, they gave him that opportunity. It was a clean breakup. And I think a lot of respect on both sides. Adams is dealing with a shoulder issue, left last week's game. He's not practicing today. I, I think he'll be good to go. I don't think he's going to miss this game or really any game if he can. He came back last week and nearly helped bring the team back. We've got to keep an eye on Jimmy Garoppolo in the concussion protocol. Hopefully he's ready to go after missing last week. For the Packers, they're looking to get healthier. Eric Stokes, cornerback, returning to practice. He might be back on Monday night. And we'll see if all-pro corner Jair Alexander can be back as well. That would be two massive additions if they can play and help the team get back on track after a pretty bad loss in week four to the Lions. And the connection with Romeo Dobbs from Jordan Love, that's been a centerpiece of the offense. It's good to have that type of production and that type of connection. That can be built around, and pretty soon they should get more big plays involved with Christian Watson and the ground game eventually with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon should get something going as well. But it should be a close game to close out the week with Adams and the Raiders facing the Packers. And right now, Green Bay is a one-point favorite. Won this week's episode there. Enjoy every game. Remember, 9.30 a.m. Eastern game in London again this week. Could see the returns of Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. We'll see. Should be an exciting week. And thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week.